Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is NFL Nuts Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, the ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. Welcome back to another edition of the Not Sunday Podcast. Another recurring guest, Ian Rapport of NFL Network. Ian, thanks for joining me. No problem, man. I'm happy to do it. Got a uh, quick off-the-beaten-path question. What's it like working with Mike Giardi, and how is he adjusting to not being the, the best-dressed guy at his company? Yeah, I would say uh, there's certainly been an adjustment period. Um, I think the main issue with Giardi is he sort of struggles getting his tie straight. And I think for a lot of people, um, you know, there's some things, there's some sort of natural characteristics um, that you bring with you from real life to TV. Uh, Maybe Giardi is a tie sideways guy in real life. I don't know. Um, I would say that's been an adjustment. I'm actually having to dress up nice instead of going with like weird turtlenecks. Another adjustment. Uh, You know, on air, he's fine. And we don't have a lot of gray haired people. That's right. Um, so I would say, you know, that's kind of a cool niche that we've added. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think he's doing fine. He's doing all right. I, I always like to bust his balls every once in a while. Um, <laughs> so, he usually deserves it, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, going to the Patriots, I think some people may not realize that you actually covered covered the team a little while back. And your first year was 09, right? Uh, yes, that was my first year. What do you remember about that year, and I know it was sort of a, a mess, and it's getting a little, you know, compared to this year's team. But what are your memories of of that team? That's interesting. The comparison, I didn't really think of that. Um, I would say my biggest takeaway was uh, so that was I've been covering Alabama. I came up to cover the Patriots. I didn't know much, which for those who were there with me it was probably pretty evident. Um, but, you know, I knew Tom Brady was good. And then I got there, and Brady was recovering from the ACL. And I would say the first, like, you know, eight games or so, he, at least from my recollection, he was kind of just pretty good. And the team wasn't great either. I mean, they made the playoffs, obviously. They always do, but they weren't great. And I remember being, like, weird. Like, this is the Brady guy that everyone's kind of talking about. And it, like, 
you know, it was just, it was just odd. Um, because I was like, you know, he's supposed to be so great and he looks just like a pretty good quarterback. And then, you know, the second half of the year, as he was actually fully recovered from the ACL, I remember that was like a complicated situation, infection. It was a really tough injury because it was contact instead of non-contact. So it was complicated. Um, so it took a while for him to get back to being like awesome again. And I remember when I saw him kind of go back to being Brady, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I get it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Was there a leadership issue on that team? I think that's what, what most people are sort of comparing the two teams, and they're different because this one right now sort of has the leadership qualities, and that's what makes this year's different than the 09 team. And, and obviously the comparisons are because of the losses. This is the most losses the Patriots have had since 09. Yeah, I would say that team definitely had leadership issues. Um, and, you know, there's not a lot of – I think for the Patriots, you know, because the guys are so well – trained well schooled and taking care of themselves you know i don't know if leadership is like a big issue in new england because you know belichick's the leader and he gets to a point where guys you know can really learn and do things for themselves as opposed to some other teams where you get a bunch of young guys who need direction and sort of like a, a player leader needs to step up i just remember the secondary was kind of like a mess and they were kind of doing their own thing and you know i remember it was a big deal when like the and, and it's weird because, like, I actually really like these guys, like Brandon McGowan and Merriweather, like, uh-huh. you know, fun, good dudes. But um, they were definitely kind of off doing their own thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was – and then, you know, they weren't communicating on the field either. There were more, you know, busts than I can ever remember from a Patriots secondary. So that was kind of my recollection of some of those teams was them them just kind of uh, just kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at, at at this team, what's your take take on Brady and his drop in production this year? Um, you know, I, I would say there's probably a couple things. You know, one is they've been, you know, a lot of different receivers in and out, moving parts. I mean, you know, Josh Gordon, honestly, probably has not gotten enough credit for um, seamlessly working into this offense. I mean, look at some of the other teams that have picked up players. I mean, look at Philly. I mean, they're great over there. Obviously, won the Super Bowl last year, and they really struggled to integrate Golden Tate. Josh Gordon comes in, didn't have a reputation at all as a guy who was sort of a technician, and has, you know, came in and and really been pretty good. Um, But that's hard, you know. And, and, I mean, I, I just remember thinking at the beginning of the year, especially when Edelman was out, that this is like, you know, probably the one of the least sort of talented and productive group of receivers I can remember. Now, they've had some good help. I mean, Cordero Patterson has been kind of a revelation on offense with the fun stuff he's doing. Um, but he lost Amendola. Edelman's been good. Um, but I would say the position group probably has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, look, I mean, you can't talk about Brady and production without wondering about his age. And, and I have no idea. I mean, I know how old he is. I don't know. All, you don't always know what it looks like kind of at the end because it doesn't happen gradually. A lot of times it happens suddenly, like with Peyton Manning. Um, but, you know, what 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 does tend to happen is you get rid of the ball a little quicker because you don't want to take the hits. And that's kind of sometimes when you know, like, maybe that's it. Um, and I would say of all the signs, that's probably the biggest one to watch for. Does he start dodging hits and just kind of unloading? 
Yeah, that's sort of been the talk this this past couple of days going back to the Steelers game, that the last throw of the game in particular when he sort of backed away and shied away from contact when there wasn't any contact there. Would you be surprised if there was a report after the season from you or whoever that he's been playing through something? Uh, no, I would not be surprised. I mean, he's been on the injury report with a knee, and I know everyone's he's not in the injury report now, but I mean... Look, I mean, this is kind of one of the one of the things. There are these stories every year where, like, you know, guy plays okay, real, really good player plays okay, but not quite like himself. And then it's like, well, yeah, he was playing with a torn labrum, or he's playing with a meniscus, or whatever it is. So no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about anything specific right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that Brady is bizarrely tough and has played through so much more than we will ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I mean, I think that wouldn't surprise me. But, you know, I think that maybe the biggest question is just like, at one, he's literally not going to play forever. I know everyone hates this, but he's literally not. So at what point do you start to say it's age or is he just kind of going through a time where he's not playing great? Mm. Another big star that's not been the same this year, Rob Ronkowski. What do you see from him, and, and what's the thing that's sort of nagging him most? Is it the ankle? Is it the back? Is it a combination? It, obviously, everybody can just tell. He just doesn't look the same guy out there, especially off the ball. What's been the, the issue with him? Yeah, I mean, I think that's another one where, you know, first I thought it was the ankle, and then he kind of rested it. And then it was, I knew the back was bothering him, okay. But now, like, it's they rested him kind of over even more what I thought they might do. And it's still, you know, he's so good that he's still making plays. And he's still one of the better tight ends in, in the NFL. It's just, you know, we're accustomed to this incredible level of play. Uh, and it has not been there. And I would say, and this is something that our friend Mike Giardi has hit on pretty good, is he's not being covered the same way. Right. You know, I mean, he's just, he's just not. Um, and I love Gronk, but he's just not. It's okay. It's okay to say it. Uh, you know, so he might have gone. And look, he's been through a lot physically. I mean, a million surgeries. He plays through everything. He works incredibly hard. Um, it's just tough for you know. You start to wonder why did he consider retirement in the off season? And you know, he probably. I mean, he knows better than anyone what his body has gone through. I wonder if he was like, how many more years can I actually physically do this at the level where I need to play at? Mm-hmm. What's your gut? Do you think he comes back next year and plays? I don't know. Uh, tough to predict, yeah. obviously. Um, but I would say if this is it for him, then I would imagine it's probably a quick five years until the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, when when Gronk gets to the Hall of Fame, which he's going to get to, and I mean those parties are going to be <laughs> unbelievable, right? I can't even imagine. Uh, Cannot imagine. Hopefully, maybe we can get some Belichick. Belichick at these parties. Never know. Um, I would say one thing Belichick loves is is great players who've earned a place in history. And yep. I would say Gronkowski has certainly done that. Uh-huh. What's your take on, on the AFC? I mean, obviously, if the if the playoffs started today, the Patriots would be the number three seed. But you know, just watching these games the last couple of weeks, it seems like it's a, it's a wide open you know conference and league for that matter. What's um? What's your take on on the league and who's your sort of team to watch in the AFC in particular? Uh, I mean, you know, we can all talk about the Patriots and you know not being themselves and all that. Like, you know, 
they've done it so often and at such a high level that like someone needs to beat them for me to say that they're not the team to beat. It's like we go through this every year. Oh, like you know, the Dolphins are improved. You know, last year, you know, the Bills are gotten better. Like whatever. Like well, seriously, whatever. Like someone needs to actually beat the Patriots in order for me to not think that they are the team. Um, I still think the Chiefs are really, really good. Mm. Um, so I would imagine they're going to be there late. Um, I just think, for me, of taking all that into consideration, um, the Chargers are probably the one that's going to be the toughest out. Mm. Because they are tough, they are physical, they are deep. I mean, they just beat a great team on national TV without their star running back. I mean, they are, they are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, to me, they're probably the one that's um, – Maybe the toughest right now, but I, I do think um, there's always someone who kind of sneaks in and is a problem. I'm just wondering who that's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. One more sort of a di- different one. Everyone's talking about Josh McDaniels, you know, and, and potentially being a head coach. Another guy that maybe doesn't get talked about with the Patriots is Nick Casario. What's your understanding yeah. with him and what his sort of mindset is? And is he locked in, you know, with the Patriots? Does he want to go elsewhere? What, what's your what have you been hearing and what are your thinking think, thinkings on him? Yeah, I mean, I would say I, 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 he's one I don't I don't know. I mean, that's that's been tough to get a handle on. Obviously, he's deserving. I mean, he's done an incredible job in New England. It's really just a matter of whenever he wants to do it. Um, so I, I honestly can't say because, you know, he's kind of like Josh in the way that his situation is so good and he's had so much success that he – has the right, sort of the right and the opportunity to just wait until something is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that perfect job is going to come along this year or whenever. Do you think that perfect job might be for the two of them just to wait it out and then take over in New England together? You know, I have not gotten any indication that that's the plan for Josh. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, I know that's what people think after last year. I just, I just don't know that that's actually reality. What's your take on Josh? Do you think he really might look into things differently this offseason and maybe consider it again? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, I really do. I mean, and again, it's like it's, you know, I just, he gets blamed, obviously, for last year, which is fine. Uh, he upset a lot of people, which is fine. Uh, I would argue it worked out better for everyone. Yeah. Um, that he didn't take it, including the Patriots, including him, including the Colts, better for everyone. Um but if there's a perfect job out there, uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, I, I would think he's open to it, and I think he's going to be a very, very strong candidate again. Mm-hmm. Before we let go, you, you started your own podcast this year, Rap Sheet and Friends. Who, who do you have this week, and what have you enjoyed about the podcast this year? Um, yeah, I'm expecting a retweet from you for all my time Abs- I've given you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a good one. We got... Uh, uh, Antoine Bethay, who's doing, we're doing all the uh, Men of the Year candidates uh-huh. stars for this week, which is fun. And George Kittle, who crushed me in fantasy. He crushed a lot of people. Tight end. What's that? He crushed a lot of people's dreams in fantasy. He crushed a lot of people, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get into that. Um, I'm actually talking to him later today. And then I got a, a, uh, another guest, which is really fun, which I have to keep under wraps until we drop it on Thursday. But <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fun week for the podcast. How have you enjoyed doing that? Is that just another thing that you've added to your plate and sort of everybody's doing it, so you had to do it? I legitimately love it. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it's fun. It's just me just just hanging with a bunch of friends, talking to Garofalo and Palacero and getting good guests. And I've just I've liked it a lot more than 
logistically it's hard to do time figure all that out which is whatever mm-hmm. but i have like legitimately enjoyed the process which is great because it, you know it takes some time but it's been worth it yep hey cole ian thanks so much for joining me fans always appreciate your insight around here keep up the good work thanks again for joining me all right man thanks for having me presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today